Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Coming up on 5-Minute News. Senators agree to Biden's trillion-dollar infrastructure plan. New York court suspends Rudy Giuliani's law license. And over 600 bodies found at Indigenous School in Canada. It's Friday, June 25. I'm Anthony Davis. President Joe Biden announced on Thursday a hard-earned bipartisan agreement on a pared-down infrastructure plan that would make a start on his top legislative priority and validate his efforts to reach across the political aisle. But he openly acknowledged that Democrats will likely have to tackle much of the rest on their own. The bill's price tag at $973 billion over five years, or $1.2 trillion over eight years, is a scaled-back but still a significant piece of Biden's broader proposals. It includes more than half a trillion dollars in new spending and could open the door to the president's more sweeping $4 trillion proposals for childcare and what the White House calls human infrastructure later on. When we can find common ground working across party lines, that is what I will seek to do, said Biden, who deemed the deal a true bipartisan effort, breaking the ice that has too often kept us frozen in place, he said. The president stressed that neither side got everything they wanted in this deal. That's what means to compromise, and said that other White House priorities would be taken on separately in a congressional budget process known as reconciliation, which allows for majority passage without the need for Republican votes. He insisted that the two items would be done in tandem, and that he would not sign the bipartisan deal without the other bigger piece. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and progressive members of Congress declared they would hold to the same approach. An appeals court suspended Rudy Giuliani from practicing law in New York on Thursday because he made false statements while trying to get courts to overturn Donald Trump's loss in the presidential race. An attorney disciplinary committee had asked the court to suspend Giuliani's license on the ground that he'd violated professional conduct rules as he promoted theories that the election was stolen through fraud. The court agreed and said suspension should be immediate, even though disciplinary proceedings aren't yet complete because there was an immediate threat to the public. The court held that Giuliani, as a lawyer for Trump, communicated demonstrably false and misleading statements to courts, lawmakers and the public at large. Giuliani, a former New York mayor and U.S. attorney in Manhattan, claimed the investigation violated his First Amendment right to free speech and that he did not knowingly make false statements. 
The court rejected those arguments, noting that in Pennsylvania, Giuliani failed to provide a scintilla of evidence for any of the varying and wildly inconsistent numbers of dead people he factually represented voted in Philadelphia during the 2020 presidential election. False statements intended to foment a loss of confidence in our elections and resulting loss of confidence in government generally damage the proper functioning of a free society, the court wrote. Still, Giuliani will be allowed to fight the suspension and even call witnesses as part of his challenge, a process that could take months to play out, and Giuliani's attorneys say they expect him to be reinstated once the issues are fully explored at a hearing. Leaders of indigenous groups in Canada said on Thursday that investigators have found more than 600 unmarked graves at the site of a former residential school for indigenous children, a discovery that follows last month's report of 215 bodies found at another school. The bodies were discovered at the Marieval Indian Residential School, which operated from 1899 to 1997, where the Cowess's First Nation is now located, about 85 miles east of Regina, the capital of Saskatchewan. A search with ground-penetrating radar resulted in 751 hits, indicating at least 600 bodies were buried in the area, said Chief Cadmus Delorme of the Cowess. The radar operators have said their results could have a margin of error of 10%. He said the search continues and the radar hits will be assessed by a technical team and the numbers will be verified in the coming weeks. He said the graves were marked at one time, but the Roman Catholic Church that operated the school had removed the markers. On Twitter, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said he was terribly saddened to learn of the latest discovery. My heart breaks for the Cowessus First Nation following the discovery, adding that we will tell the truth about these injustices. From the 19th century until the 1970s, more than 150,000 indigenous children were forced to attend state-funded Christian schools, the majority of them run by Roman Catholic missionary congregations, in a campaign to assimilate them into Canadian society. The Canadian government has admitted that physical and sexual abuse was rampant in the schools, with students beaten for speaking their native languages. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news. Daily. This is Peter. And this is Tom. We want to tell you guys a little bit about our podcast. Tom and I met in college, became best friends, and then teachers almost 20 years ago. Sometimes school just does not allow us to elaborate on the topics that we find interesting, like the real shark attacks that inspired the movie Jaws, or the real historical context to Indiana Jones artifacts. Where does cereal come from? Or are zombies real? Does Ben Franklin really deserve to be on a $100 bill? On our podcast, just like in our class, there are no stupid questions. 
Just two friends having a lighthearted conversation about history, pop culture, and the context of current events. Listen to History Teachers Talking Podcast from Evergreen Network, anywhere you get your podcasts. 